welcome to episode two of Our Fun Things Fun. Woo! 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 Okay. Nice yeah. hyped up. Pissed off the neighbors. <laughs> Let's crack in here. Let's crack in. As, with, I am Mallory. With me as always. Ranka Des. <laughs> Ranka Des. Des. And what show are we talking about this week, Mal? This week. This week we're talking about one of my favorites, Yu Yushiki, a 2013 anime um, by Kinema Citrus, uh, based on the manga by... Oh, I should have pulled up the manga author's name. I can get that real quick, though. The manga author I do want to talk about for a bit here. Um, Komata Mikami. Thank you. Thank you so much. Komata Mikami. They got their start doing a lot of Lucky Star Yuri doujins. Okay. Um, a ton. Uh, I, a lot of them are on Dynasty, if you're ever curious. I would recommend checking them out. I think they're quite solid. And Yu Yushiki um, is very much so uh, this person going, um, I need to make my own <laughs> Lucky Star Yuri manga <laughs> with my own characters, basically. <laughs> and I, that's how I tend to introduce this show to people. Okay. Is because I think that that's important uh, background for, you know, like the, let's say the cred level. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't aware of that, actually. It makes a difference. I, I think it's important stuff. I also do think that their Lucky Star Dojins are really good, so I, I would recommend those anyways. Yeah. So, Yu Yushiki, the plot... This is going to be the first one where we don't really have to do much of a plot sum- synopsis, because um, the plot is there's three girls who are entering high school, and they're already besties uh, at the start of the show. And at the end of the show, they are bester besties. And they enter high school, they're looking for a club to join, and they join the Data Processing Club, mm-hmm. and that's that's the show. That's that's about it. Uh, it does does have a bit of the, the K-On! Time Moves and Super Speed. It actually covers more or less the exact same amount of time K-On! does, season one. I saw that. I thought that was funny. Really weird, though. Um, it is. I So I've... I did, after we recorded the last episode, I went back mm-hmm. to the K-On! manga, and I looked at um, how the manga flows, Yeah. and although the manga, volume to volume, is more or less going in real time, it is just skipping, like, there was nothing that happened in the manga that wasn't covered in the anime. Oh. Like, they, the anime didn't skip anything, that was just a jump that the manga was doing. So, it's shockingly one-to-one, overall, and it's a relatively straightforward uh, adaptation, <laughs> um, except that they... Squish it together. Anyways, not about not talking about K-On. Um, Yu Yushiki, I think, similar pattern. It sort of jumps around the year a bit. It's a very gag-focused. And there's um, there's no checkpoints to hit, like in K-On. Yeah. Like, K-On, you have your school festival where they're doing the show. And you have your, like, big Christmas thing. Yeah, um, I think I think here, like, they mention school festival once. And it's just, like, an offhanded reference, like, at the start of the second year. Yeah, it happened off screen because uh, their club didn't do anything for it because their club is just going on Wikipedia and clicking on random page until you get bored. Which which is a vital part of the high school experience. It's a really sick idea for a club. I also think in terms of like meta commentary on the author, and I like a lot. we talked earlier about how a lot of these shows are based on an interest the author has. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very genius to have the club activity you're focusing the manga on be... I am falling into a Wikipedia hole because it requires no research <laughs> besides going on Wikipedia yourself. It's true. Really smart, really smart production. Should we, should we start with our, 
I guess what we did with Kay on, I think we'll go for like a decent number of shows we, car- we cover in the uh, early runnings, which will be history with the show, if you got any. Yeah, that's a good idea. I jumped right into the, the show show, but um, yeah, so I watched Yushiki pretty much when it aired. I liked it quite a bit. I've rewatched it probably. I feel like this, the watching for this uh, episode was probably like my ninth or tenth, like wow. really up there. I've watched, I've watched this show a lot. I really, really like Fair it. Enough. Um, so heavily biased coming into this, but you know, I've seen it a lot of times. I quite like it. Yeah. I, I also actually watched it as it aired. Um, and I, I watched it as it aired. I liked the start and I remember I sort of dropped off it a bit and I think I watched like a lot of the second half in one sitting one afternoon I was cleaning my room. And I remember on the same afternoon, I also watched quite a lot of K Project. K Project is great. Um, I think there's a very, very small uh, Venn diagram of people listening to this podcast uh, who would also have seen K-Project, which is a shame because it makes it for a really interesting counterpoint to Yushiki. Uh, but never mind. Um, yeah, I've, at the time, I've never even heard of K-Project. I might have just cut it as like K. It's the thing that the... It's Gohans. So it's the uh, Mardok Scramble oh, and Handshakers people in Project Scars. Very cool. Uh, it's... It's charming. I might actually allude to it again because it will somehow be relevant to Yushiki, which is an insane sentence. Um, but yeah, at the time Yushiki, I was like, I, I liked it at the start, but it it didn't really land as it went on for me, was my reaction at the time. But at the time, I hadn't seen that much Slice of Life stuff. Like, I'd seen Hidamari, I'd seen stuff that was kind of like on the fringes, so your Nichijos, your Doki Doki School Hours, again, show that no one has watched, uh, but hadn't really gone into the big Kirara mine yet. Oh, another interesting thing about Yushiki is that it's actually, it runs in the Kirara Kirara, like the actual original Kirara magazine. Oh, oh Kirara Classic. Yeah, which is oh, kind of rare. There's, there's not many of them actually run in that. Yeah, it's actually um uh, one of the longer running, I believe it is still running. Yeah, Kirara, it is. Because it's, it's been going wild. for 14 years now. Yeah, bordering on it. Um, yeah, 14 years as of uh, January upcoming. Let's go, Yushiki. Let's make it to 14. It's. It, I think it makes sense for a long-running show, like, like for a long-running manga. It's incredibly simple premise. I think that the author has pr- pretty darn good comedic chops. Um, to be completely honest with you, I have read a fair bit of the manga. I'm no. I'm not like caught up with it or anything. Haven't followed it in, in a while. I tend to just rewatch the show whenever I get cravings. Something that is quite interesting about the manga as well is uh, the volumes themselves have no chapter splits. To almost add to like, the feeling of there is no narrative here, there's nothing to like grasp onto, there's no chapter numbering. You still have like the in-between chapter pages, like every eight pages or so, so you can kind of guess where they are, but there's no actual indication in the volumes themselves. That's true, but also it's a four coma, so you can just count to eight every time. That's true, that's true. And like, you're pretty much that. <laughs> The only reason I know is because uh, I was almost commissioned to translate some of the manga at one point. Oh, man. Oh, I wish you'd take it. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. We can talk about... Oh, oh I would have loved I would have loved to work on you, Shiki. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Uh, I can tell why you never told me. Because at the time, you were way less keen on the show than I was. So, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, my gosh. I'm probably going to edit that bit out. Don't worry. Um... Before we dip into too much of our opinions, let's get the character bios out of the way. Because mm-hmm. the character bios are like 95% of the show is just the characters. So you got your main three characters. 
Yushiki centers mm-hmm. around a triad of funny girls. You have um, your Tsukomi, Ichi Yui. I think Yui's classic. Kind of like, kind of your classic, like, Tsundere-ish, Tsukomi-ish um, retort girl. Yeah. I think she has a bit more depth to her. Um, she has like a stingy streak going on where she gets made fun of for, for being a little bit tight on cash, a little bit strict. Yeah. Sort of, she ru- she runs her triad like the Navy at times, which I think is good. <laughs> um, she is voiced by, and I'm bringing up the voice actors here because it's a funny little anecdote. She's voiced by Minami Tsuda, who also voices Yui from Yuru Yuri. Oh! Who is hilariously, it got a, the same name, relatively similar character yeah. as well, I think. Yeah, really similar. I don't think it's a bad thing, because I think that for the voice cast, um, Tsuda is really good. I think she's got the, the like, uh, saucy, angry butch, like, down. I think yeah. she's really, really got it. I, I do like, um, her design, I think, is actually, like, oddly good, I feel like. Like, the, the, the way her hair, yeah. like, wraps around. It's, like, it's quite a fun design. She, she sort of, like, has, like, an evolutionary path where she turns into the, um, the trashy designer from New Game. Oh, wow. Nice. I can see that. Yeah, she got that level 15 Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. Type haircut. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that the designs in Yushiki are pretty good because they're really simple, but I think they I think they um, get a lot across. Yeah, which is, which is very important for like a visual comedy like this where you have to communicate a lot very quickly. Um, then your second girl in your triad is Yuzuko, the small funny pink one. She's the funny pink ball. She's like your classic bokeh, I guess. But I, yeah. in my opinion, the other two both um, get a lot of equal bokeh time in on Yui. I'd, I'd say she's she's the primary the primary bokeh though. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Yuzuko is um she's the one that stays goofing off. She mm-hmm. is silly. She is uh I would say she sets up the bits most often. She's like you're sort of like um she's in, she's engaging the comedy the yeah. most often in the group. Sort of the the one who walks into the room and says the thing. She's she's the Kramer of Yushiki. Yes, thank you. Yeah, she's the Kramer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are times where the, where the show just stops for the, the studio audience to applause to her. It's, it's one of the interesting parts, the pacing of the show. I think that this show, if it had a, um, a plot, like an audience track, I think it would honestly be not terrible. That's just Yukari. That's just what Yukari is. Yeah, Yukari is the audience laugh track. Yukari, the third character, um, Yukari is like your classic sort of like airhead, ditzy, rich girl. Um... She sets up some pretty decent bits here and there, but primarily she is um, she is your audience laugh track, and she's sort of like your innocent angle. So there's some bits that are set up by her, like not getting something, etc. Mm-hmm. And a couple more notes here about voice work. Yeah, she's voiced by Tana Derisa, who uh, yeah. is is in lots of the Kirara shows. Yeah, Tana Derisa is an absolute lifer when it comes to the Kirara. Kinero Mosaic, um, other ones I'm sure. <laughs> I o- I only wrote down Kin Mosa here. Yeah, yeah. She she voices, uh, she voices someone Gotchusa as well. Oh right. She's in one of the other ones as well. Uh, but yeah, no. She she's she's a good singer actually. Yeah. Like when she actually oh she's in um Zombieland, which isn't really slice of oh, life, but it's it's one step right, over. Right, right, for sure. Uh, and then the other note here for the voice work is that um, Yuzuko, mm-hmm. Rumi Okubo, 
who voices Chinatsu from Yuri Yuri. Wow. Wow. Which is very funny. Because Chinatsu is the pink one from Yuri Yuri. Oh, God, and she wants to sexually harass Yui, doesn't she? Yeah, and she's harassing Yui sexually Uh, all the time. It's crazy, right? Isn't that fun? Um, I love that. For the record, Mm -hmm. um, let me look up when Yuri Yuri started publication before I completely talk out of my ass here. It's... Oh, I'm not sure if it's oh. before. I think it's after Yushiki. The manga was same year, but after Yushiki. Okay. So, so we're all good here. Because I, I do remember when it celebrated its its 10th anniversary in Yurihime. And they had a huge splash page for it. That's right. Yuri Yuri, honestly, kind of a classic. Might come up eventually. I think as we get into more of like the like gag-centric slice of life, Yuri Yuri might come up a bit more. I think it's I think it's an important touchstone in the genre as well. It's, for the it's, most part. It is really interesting. I think Yuri Yuri is... I think there's a lot you could say about it and the the weird kirarization and de-kirarization of Yurihime. Yurihime. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting to go into, like, Yurihime, um, the, the magazine's uh, publishing history. I, I, I think you can't really draw a line through, like, the Yurihime, Yurihime anime because you're, like, you've then got, like put Yuri Yuri and Citrus in the same runnings. Yeah, was, um... Oh, God, was, uh... Sakura Trick also Yuri Hime? No, that's Kirara. That's Kirara, right, that's right, Kirara, right, yeah, yeah. right, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, alright. Oh, man, we might have to watch Sakura Trick, oh Yeah, this is the sky. Oh, happened. no, just realized. Anyways, those are your main three casts. Generally speaking... Okay, I think episode to episode, um... We were talking about this earlier... It's kind of hard to discuss, like, the flow of the show. Yeah. Because episode one, they enter school, mm-hmm. and they don't know what they're going to do with their clubs. And then episode two, they find that there's a club called the Data Processing Club, which doesn't seem to have much of a, like, club to it. It's really... And this is a funny joke that um Iris told me. Where, or I I don't know how true this is, but I like this idea. Yeah. Where the data processing club was a scam that Mom Sensei uh, invented just so she could get a free computer for her house. <laughs> that, yeah, I know. You, Mom Sensei's got enough about her that I could believe that. That would check right? out. Right, like it, it, it's it's out. it's believable. So they show up in the club room. It's basically a slightly longer than normal closet that has two computers in it. They're running that Windows XP, which very nice. I w- I I miss the Windows XP days. Did your did your school computer ever have Windows XP? Ah, uh, yes, possibly at that very start of my schooling. But I think by the time I was like when I was in like secondary school and doing IT classes, I'm pretty sure we might have moved on to to Vista at that point. I think. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we skipped XP at school, and it's like the best. It's like the best Windows. Yeah, I think XP was like it was very much sold into businesses, but not into schools. Is the impression I get? Yeah. Ah, oh, but it works so well. Yeah. Anyways, well, see, it's actually quite interesting about the the technology in Yushiki is that like, the show came out in two thousand thirteen, but mm-hmm. it it is it is not set in two thousand thirteen. It is very much set oh, before no, no, no. the twenty ten crossover. It's definitely set in um two thousand eight when the yeah. uh, manga starts, and I guess I'm curious to see if the manga ever like updates itself because if it's still going, then surely a lot of a, good point. a lot of um technology specifically in the field of browsing Wikipedia like an idiot mm. um, has updated quite a bit in the past thirteen years. So I should look into that. I'm really curious. Yeah. Uh, so they join the data processing club, which is basically just there's a room with two computers and you can use Google as much as you want at school. 
and um yeah then a lot of the 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 conceit of those segments is there's gags based around uh finding stuff on wikipedia and like researching it and going wow that's crazy mm-hmm. which i quite like i i think that that gimmick largely works for me which is a huge part of why i like the show it has a cozy feeling of browsing shit with your friends online yeah there's that both i did in school and also i did with online friends as well you still do now and, and we I... still do to this day yeah <laughs> You know, yeah, it's important. It's 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 bonding behavior for it's basic bonding behavior for online uh, friends. I want to speak. Speaking of searching keywords, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a bit of a weebism here, and I want to establish quite an important word that I think will apply to a lot of the Kirara shows. But I think you, Shiki, especially, also want to go into this. Uh, is the Japanese concept of assertion? Okay, which you've probably heard of. Uh, it's literally spelt with the characters for blue and spring. So sometimes you'll see series called Blue X or Blue Spring, which refers to uh, Session, which is basically adolescence. Got it, okay. But it's it's a bit of a romanticized term. Like, basically, you can go to ah, Session, and people always translate it as, like, ah, youth, eh, or ah, it's good to be so young, or whatnot. But it, it specifically refers to, I would say, like, the 14 to 18-year-old span of people's lives in Japan. And it's, you know, it's obviously very idealized. If you could say, basically, the entire manga time Kirara dynasty is based off the fact that Seishun is so monetized and so sort of believed in as this like great societal good in Japan. Right, right. And uh, Yushiki is quite low. Yushiki is, has an interesting position here. When, when, we, when should we go into like our actual like, overall impressions of the show? Should we, should we limp into that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let, let, let's, uh, let's crack open. Let's crack it. I know what you're going to say. So like, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. So when I watched Yushiki originally... I was, I thought it was all right up to a point. I thought, I remember finding it kind of funny, but I thought they were a bit too mean to Yui constantly. Uh, And the second half got a bit annoying. But I remember liking the secondary trio. The secondary trio, I remember, was very fun. I especially liked um, uh, Kay, Uh, the the one who sounds like she's from Citrus and acts like a Citrus character in the middle of the show that is not Citrus. Yeah, and that's when I haven't seen many Slice Live shows, and since then I got really into Kirara. Um, like, you know, that's when I like starting like, right, I'm gonna watch my Kin Moses, I'm gonna watch my Gotchusas, I'm gonna like watch the seasonal stuff, I'm, I'm gonna watch some really terrible things like Quasar uh, Asteroid. Uh, so I, I get Slice Live shows now a lot more, and I think that's like helped me understand where Yushiki fits a lot better. Uh, which is to say it's, uh, you, you shitty. Fucking hate the show. Terrible. I had a terrible... It was fucking purgatory. You hate this show? I think this might be possibly the worst slice of life show I've watched. <laughs> the, oh my god. Okay, so... I've been, what? I've been trying to hide this under my hat the whole time. I was like, when can I get onto this bit? Because it's going to burn oh me up. Oh my god. Because I That's can't crazy. That's fine. Okay, so... A little behind the scenes here. I've known Ronka for quite some time, and I'd known in passing that Yushiki was not one of their favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was before this rewatch just now. Yeah. And wh- okay, so what the fuck made you go so negative on it? All of it, like, was it this rewatch just now where you like now it's your least favorite slice of yeah. life show of all time? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, you need to expand on this. So, I think there was there was a big thing at Yushiki, which is if you find it funny, you will like it. And, and that's a stupid thing to say. That applies for all comedies. But I think you should keep more than... I think cause in generally, when you're dealing with Sunny Slice Life shows, there is the aspect that there is a slice of life being observed. Yushiki, to me, 
is not about Yushiki is is a gag show and it is solely a gag show that is very much focused on the fact that it is funny and it has this very strong belief that it is funny and it is good for a show to have confidence but the problem is that if you don't find Yushiki funny it is 300 minutes of three characters sitting around making funny noises at each other and expecting you to laugh and it's not funny I just, I just don't get it. I wow. It's like it is the closest I think I've ever seen to one of these shows being a straight up friendship simulator. And it's like here's some ganter you'd have with with three of your friends if you were just hanging out. But the thing is, when that happens in real life, you have the benefit of a, it's it's your actual friends rather than watching people on screen. Uh, B, your friends will make jokes that you're interested in, you'll feel included. And C, I'm gonna be honest, the fact the show keeps on laughing at its own jokes constantly just makes it more and more irritating um and as it went on i started to realize the show has a hatred of interiority it will not allow interiority to exist there's i'd say 2.5 times there's actual moments of interiority into the show and two of those felt actively insulting to me but at the same time i understood that wasn't really the show's point and for the first six episodes i was grasping with the fact i don't like the show but I can see why it appeals to people. One is the friendship simulator thing. Two is the fact that it is, it's very front-loaded with a gay shit, which is, is charming. I think the problem is that I had already like read way too much BL and GL by the point I'd watch Yushiki. So I was like, oh, they're being kind of gay to each other, I guess, but I, I'd rather just read Inugami-san because that's the same thing, but with more intricately horny jokes. I, oh, okay. I, I, okay. I get what you mean that. And then there's the third point, which I think, if you like VTubers, you'll like the show. The show is ooh, is like ooh. the proto VTubers. Oh, that feels bad. Oh my god. By the end, I had actually reneged on two of those points, <laughs> and could not understand why people would like it anymore. Man, okay. Um, but I will say. Oh. I like episodes seven to nine. They're fine. Uh, I I think the the backup seven trio through nine. <laughs> seven through nine. Seven through oh nine are the precise points where the side characters come in, and they're pretty good. Like they're not like amazing, but they're fine. And I was like, if these characters show up, why didn't I like the ending? Because they actually just disappear for the last three episodes again. God. Okay, that's what you're. Remi- when you were talking about the show having three arcs, you meant that, right? Yeah, you there's... Meant, you, meant pre, you meant pre-side trio, side yeah. trio, and then post-side, post-side trio? trio? yeah. Okay, well. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but I'm, I'm very interested to discuss this and see how it worked for you, while also slowly unraveling the reasons I found the show at times unfunny, at times simpering, and at times slightly uncomfortable. Um, wow, and okay. But yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. We'll go on. But yes. You know what? What I, was your I impressions, Mel? <laughs> well, it's 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 for me. This was a rewatch of a long-held classic that is Fair. still a classic. Like, I my opinion of this show did not change very much upon this rewatching mm-hmm. because it's just been solid in my head for so long. Fair um, enough. Oh man. Okay. So. I feel like I have to go on a little bit of a, a little bit of a jaunt here to talk about what I love about this show so much. Please, no, do it. I mean, I've just explained I think, why I don't like it. No, I know. We got to start off with the. I think your two main points, both of which I can recognize and mm-hmm. respect, which is that a, you have to like the comedy in Yushiki, mm-hmm. and b, 
the gay stuff is um, only novel up to a point, I suppose, which I can, which I can understand <laughs> and respect as well. I don't know. If you say that, that makes you sound like a bit taking it on bad faith. It's not so much that. It's just well, like, uh, I, okay. it, it does relate to an issue I have, but I don't think in isolation, like, it only works up to a point. I think, up, I think honestly, them going for the gay stuff is like probably the most consistently charming bit of the show. Because it's like, you know, what I haven't seen. I haven't seen something that masquerades as a kind of middle of the road gag thing that goes off in such gauche tangents. That is quite Yeah, like, show. I think that for me, a lot of the... Um... I'm going to touch, I'm going to do the comedy bit first and we can talk about the gay jokes later. Um, So for the comedy stuff, fundamentally, the comedy in this show does work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it, and this, I think that knowing the author's background as like a lucky star, like doujin person or whatever, I think that it helps a bit here because basically I I would describe this show as being the closest to like your anti-humor Norm McDonald slice of life show. (laughs) And that, that is a genuine opinion. That is not me doing apologia for a show that is not funny and fails. I think there's way too many parts where the joke structure is inverted on purpose. And the joke is that, uh, like, you know, Yuzuko is thinking of a joke and she can't think of one. And they're just sort of bullying her about it. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a funny bit where she actually says nandayanen and then gets really embarrassed at saying that. Because she doesn't usually do that part. And it's yeah. like the classic retort. There's just too many one-off bits like that for me to think that it's not very intentional. And a lot of the anti-humor, a lot of like the... Um, um, I got a couple notes here about this. I'm just going to fill a bit of air time while I scroll down and look for them. There's a lot of bits that I think are in the show, especially playing off of like the sentimentality of Seishun and of anime. Hmm. And like, like, there's a lot of jokes. A lot of jokes have a punchline where Yuzuko says something with the um swelling orchestral backdrop and the um like choked up voice of like an important emotional scene in like a seishun anime mm-hmm. and she says some dumb bullshit yeah which generally like as a punchline a works for me fair they, they, do, they do that joke a lot that's true that's true ultimately i think that the funny sounds bits are also funny i feel like there's not a lot of shows that are willing to just completely drop everything that's happening and just say syllables for like about a minute just because they're kind of funny. I do think the the just suddenly just slipped out bit is like the best joke in the show. Yeah, Nanchate Suchata is so good. I there is a really weird bit towards the end where they like repeat it but worse, which is really strange. Uh the bit in like I think it's either twelve or thirteen where um Yuzuko catches the bug and then is like doing this long triumphant like revelation sound and then Yui just cuts in and it just ends. I'm like, you know, if, oh, if they just if they just 13. repeated, yeah. Wait, you watch the OVA? I mean, yeah. Oh, I, I, okay. So here's the thing, I, <laughs> I, I I'd never admit... seen the OVA before, and it was, it was fine. I liked it a bit more than the end of the show. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I actually did not watch the OVA this time around, and I don't have much of a recollection of it. That that fair. scene was definitely from the OVA. Okay. Um, because the torrent that I have is the um. First of all, really quick, I want to mm-hmm. really do a huge shout out to Kami Subs for the what? extremely high effort sub job on the pun work in Yushiki. There's a lot of intricate pun stuff happening that is like a lot of the casual conversation is just littered with um, throwaway pun bits that I think Kami does a really good job of making work pretty okay in English. 
Yeah, I was there's... impressed at how many of them uh, were able to transfer. There's a couple of them where they just give, like, they weirdly give up. Like the uh, toro, 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 toro elbow bit. That which... one's hard. That one, to be fair, like, I'm looking at it and, like... That, that one is weird, but, like, they went halfway to rewriting it and then stopped, which I didn't really get. Um, yeah. But it honestly, there were times where, like, the subs put more effort into it than the Japanese jokes do. Oh, my God. I understand. I get, I get what you mean by this. I think that the anti-humor is... I think that it's relatively important that it's anti-humor. Mm. Because this ties into my second bit about the gay jokes. Yeah. Where the gay jokes 100% are the reason that this author wrote this. Mm-hmm. And the reason that this got popular. And the reason that this has staying power, mm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Is because there's no other slice of life shows where they are talking about the fucking clitoris basically is my opinion about this show ultimately is that it has a lot of value to me simply for this yeah i so i certainly think like the 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 western following it has is definitely due to that oh 100 percent, 100 percent. i think i think that is like that's like cool it's a shame that inugami never got like a proper anime uh but inugami's decent but like you talked about inugami being more intricate and I don't think that I agree. Uh, although maybe intricate is wow. the right word. I think that um, it is um, really shocking how raunchy this shit gets um, at times. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that I think is kind of sick, honestly. I think it's very fun. Uh, once again, I think that the Yuri the Yuri Dojinshi background is like kind of important for unpacking what I think is good in this show. Furthermore, let, let, I'm going to take a little tangent here going to talk about some of the um favorite um homosexual joke parts of this show mm-hmm. um number one for me this is close to my number one favorite joke that someone managed to get into a slice of life show mm-hmm. and if you think that i'm interpreting this wrong you go ahead and you call me out on this okay okay the jigsaw puzzle piece bit oh yeah no no not for sure it's about pussy yeah it's about pussy yeah I mean, what else I, <laughs> that's the thing is like it's there's a there's so many little things like that which just stuck with me forever i think the fucking puzzle piece bit is so funny um that shit reads like if the, if that were like a tweet on if that were like a viral tweet like yesterday i think it would be fire like it would yeah. it, it would still be good you know like a lot of those things just have staying power the yeah. vivid imagery of the puzzle piece bit that has four innies and no outies is such an insane way to look at pussy to me that like it's it's science it's molecular science right it's gastronomy oh, yeah. i'm not saying i'm not saying yushiki like is a complete flop from beginning to end it, like it has it you has said it so... was your you said it was your least favorite show <laughs> least favorite slice of life show yeah but like it doesn't okay. but, like look, look it spends every sing. it spends like it's like 300 minutes of 30 second jokes if none of them landed then I would have come into this podcast from the very first second calling this absolute shade. All right, I see. Like, it does, it has, I'd say, maybe 10 of those 300 minutes. We're like, oh, yeah, it's a pretty decent bit. Wow. Wow. All right. I think fundamentally a lot of this show's appeal is if the humor lands for you. Yeah, for sure. To tie back into the Norm Macdonald thing, mm-hmm. there's a, first of all, rest in peace of the king. Um, second of all, he has a quote that I kept thinking about uh comedy is mostly about surprising someone so if you're trying to make someone laugh and it's not funny then that's funny 
I think that intentionality is where a lot of it boils down to, maybe. But for me, that is fundamentally why a lot of Yushiki works, because it gives me the impression of someone cobbling together a bunch of weird anti-jokes around, like, pretty nuclear-level homosexual detail um, to make a pastiche of a show that is appearing to be a normal slice-of-life show at first glance. And like that works for me throughout the show. I think that that I think that that stuck for me. I quite like that. That was the that was the lens I used to appreciate this show. That's fair, but like the point is that there's a bunch of stuff in the show that isn't gay jokes. It's just like normal jokes where like they have like sometimes a half decent idea. Like I think the um, episode that starts with the everyone has turn based movement joke. I was like, okay, I could see them taking this into a kind of a funny position. And I could see how they could do something funny here with the gay shit. And then they just, like, do it for, like, 20 seconds and then move on. And I just think, like, if it wants to go for, like, the full-on weird anti-joke, it never... It's it's too fast and furious with not having jokes. It never has any time where it just sets, like, a bit that isn't funny marinate, which can be the point which, like, breaks you, makes you go, okay, this kind of works... Because it's like, they'll say something kind of unfunny, and then Yukari will laugh at it, and then you go, Oi, that's not very funny. And you're like, okay, that, you're right, Yui. Yui is right, it's not very funny. And then someone, they'll normally eat a clit joke. They're like, okay, that's kind of fun. But like, it, it's, it's, if this has five minute episodes, it would be fine. But as 20 minute episodes, it just spends too much time on like stuff that doesn't land. And then they completely drop the gay stuff in the last two episodes, is the other problem there. Like, I was like, okay, well, you know what is at least funny? At least, you know, Yuzuko's always fucking insane. But then the last few episodes have, like, very few gay bits. There's, like, the the ghost line? The ghost bit is funny. But, like, it all gets turned more abstract and not really towards Yui. Which, again, fine. But it just, it feels like slowly it's running out of gay jokes. And once Yushiki's out of gay jokes... uh, I don't... I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. Um... I think the gay jokes, like, the... Okay. You're right that, like, that level of, like, nuclear, like, raunchy gay bit does sort of stop in the last three. Mm. But I think I think the last three, and I, I will cop, to limited mm-hmm. success, goes for sentimentality in a lot of spots where I didn't expect this show to try it. Yeah. Like, um, I think, regardless of my opinion of this show, I will agree with you. I think the last couple episodes do sort of they they absolutely lose a bit of steam Mm -hmm. and they absolutely start to like wind down a bit in a way that is kind of it's 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 weirdly melancholic for the show i think overall vibe um episode 10 and 11 in particular and to be clear i don't necessarily think that's like especially a good thing i think Mm -hmm. the meat and potatoes the best parts of this show are definitely like the the middle chunk like um like, I would expand that to be, like, three through nine, for sure. Like, I would okay. say three through nine is the best part of the show by far. And then your last little bit is sort of winding down. Um, as far as gay stuff goes, I think they end up a- aiming for a lot more, like... Well, they start getting really... They start they start early on with getting horny for Ai-chan generally. And that yeah. thread sort of continues. And episode 11 has a lot of bits about Ai-chan. That's um, true. And then also whenever they tie in the uh, the auxiliary trio... Those are good. The auxiliary trio are good. And the auxiliary trio are kind of interesting because every time they showed up, I was like, oh, this show can have jokes. This show can have, like, bits that are, like, sort of slow-paced, but they actually have, like, pacing and don't just exist of 
two characters and a Greek chorus saying noises at each other. Because Yukari's not a character. Yukari just exists uh, to be more or less like, oh, she's basically a mirror of Yuzu, and occasionally you want to do a Mugi from Kaon joke, and then you just like slap her on the back and call her up. Um, but on the other hand, the support trio actually have like a fun, neat dynamic that like I think actually plays into something closer to what high school feels like if the show is going for the the station like idealizing, which it is but in weird ways uh, there is one benefit to the latter half of the show over the first half which is they stop having weirdly well animated shots of people putting on school uniforms or fluttering up to show stomachs which oh yeah there's a lot of navel in this show for sure it i it it's interesting because like Kaon has a lot of horny jokes yeah, but but Kaon, when Kaon is like horny, like it's it's so, and most of Yushiki falls, falls in this category. It's it's so into character, or and I think it's actually Yushiki is probably one of the rare shows. It's like yeah, this is actually how many sex jokes teenagers make. So props I, to that. I would agree with that. Yeah, but when it has the leering camera shots of high school girls, or like the bit in the opening when they're all in like the white sundresses lying in the grass, and that stuff makes me kind of shrivel up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, like, a lot of the those shots do stand out a bit, especially because there is a very hard contrast in this show between, um, let's say, diegetic um, intra-character horniness yeah. and the lens of the camera, like the yeah. voyeur the voyeur angle, for sure. Those are really different things in the show. Yeah. And like, I, I have... I... I mean, you fucking know me. I fucking... I fucking like Inigami, so of course I've got no issue with the intra-character horny, but like, the lens oh, yeah. stuff is like... Yeah, no, it felt weird to me, and especially with that brother bit at the end. I was like, well, "Why? Why is the this?" The brother here? bit is so weird. I, I definitely, <sighs> yeah. Upon rewatching it, the brother bit really, really, really uh, stood out to me. Where she's talking about her like compat future and how she'd never really considered it before, and then the yeah. friend's just like, "Like, okay, word," and then yeah. she's like, "But I guess I could consider it." And I don't know, man. I. There's definitely some credence to that, where, like, the richer your family is, the like, every, like, 100k income your family has annually, you go back a decade in terms of, like, so- yeah. social norms. I-, I do like the implication that the main trio are, like, the, the working class, middle class, upper class. So, Yui's working class? Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that like, that part, I think that part's funny. That part, <laughs> that does make sense. Um, God... Yeah, it's a weird bit. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not saying it's like take down the series or it's actually bad, but it's just like no, why I get you personally. And uh, and like legitimately, I wasn't sure for years um about the author, so that is good to know, and definitely a little heartbreaking for me, but I'll get over it. But to go to that's the I don't know like the side show fun. I think like I guess like I was way more invested in like uh, Kay's crush on Chiho, and I also like the the interesting chemistry between K and Yui. Yeah, the K Yui yeah. stuff is really funny. Um, the side trio is great. I think to me the side trio is like they're like in a different slice of life show. Yeah. Or rather they're like the actual slice of life show happening in the background and Yushiki is like the weird the the weird like underground broken one that's happening on screen. Yeah. Have you ever read um Comprehensive Tosavarich? I like I like Tosa. It's it's got the same kind of thing where it's like yeah. you've got these two characters having like a weird time while there's just like this regular funny gag comedy going on in the background. Yeah, I thought I, I like um Tosa Varich. Is it Tosa Varich? I it's long. <laughs> a, a comprehensive uh, T. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's a good one. I really like that manga quite a bit. Yeah, actually, that was cool. I keep, I keep waiting for it to update. Um, yeah. I think it's still and going, yeah, I agree. Similar kind of thing is. I think it's still, isn't it? Might be. It might be one of those things that just doesn't really end. I think. I think it's still going, and also it's like definitely behind on scanlations. Um, mm-hmm. So fingers crossed to those in charge of that one. Please, uh, we got we got fans in the wings. Um, <laughs> no comprehensive Tova Sar Tova Tova uh is really good and i like the main couple in that i think that there's mm. there that contrast that one's more of like a straightforward like like will they won't they kind of romance in the front yeah with the with the the like standard gags in the back yeah um i think that the the yushiki is absolutely at its best when the background trio and the foreground trio are interacting with each other yeah um like those are by far the best parts of the show um uh, i think the six of them make a really comprehensive um swath of characters i like also the way that the that the trios mirror each other mm, where like the cool. the main character trio is a lot of like two girls crushing on yui who's like the um, the like butcher tsukomi one and the background trio is like the two girls who are sort of obsessed with i who is definitely like your 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 femi nicer one um i think that that little those sort of little contrasts are really cute they add a lot to the show and the, yeah the k and yui um uh dynamic is so fucking crazy where k is just like i like you you can go you can come over and fuck my wife it's, it's i think those parts are really good <laughs> they crack me up so bad but i i enjoy those bits the bit where yui pays for k at the store and k is like extremely cucked about it is insane to me that shit's yeah. very very solid yeah like, I, I do think part of it is just, I, I suppose Yushiki isn't a slice of life show, it's a gag show. Yeah, fundamentally that's it, right? Like, there's no, the the life, the life slice of life that's happening is browsing Wikipedia and having friends yeah. and saying, like, inane, stupid shit with your friends that is not funny. Yeah. And I, I think, possibly, one of the reasons I'm being so, so harsh to it is because I am analyzing it through the life of a slice, as someone who likes slice of life anime and... You know, this is part of the the, the Kirara umbrella, and I suppose I think of, like the closest gaggy stuff. You know, you think of like uh, Kill Me Baby, which I'm also not huge on, but I think Kill Me Baby is has a lot more sort of like slow and calm moments to all the insane right. stuff. While this is just the insane stuff all the time, I think I honestly, don't if, I don't know if I can let you get away with that because I think I, there's a lot mm. of. There's a lot of slow down moments here. Like, um, I, the, okay, well, the, well, the New uh, Year's uh, episode, the New Year's episode. Yes, that is the the uh, the bit where it's just Yui and Yuzu. I was like, I would watch the show. Turns out if you remove Yukari, the show becomes a lot more bearable. Oh my God, you hate rich girls so much in these shows. Oh I, my goodness. I, you know what I do? I think I only like rich girls when they're like depressed bitches like Dia from, Dia from Love Live. Like, if they're mm. funny, miss me. Oh, wait, wait. Love Live reference. <laughs> oh, fuck. 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 Oh, that was you this time, baby. That was you. Your fault. Okay. Sorry, but like Dia from... Oh, <laughs> I hate myself. I... I haven't mentioned Idolmaster <laughs> once in any of these episodes. <laughs> Have I fucking mentioned Idolmaster once in any of these episodes? Oh, I'm God. so disappointed in myself. Oh, man. <laughs> We'll get there. We'll fucking get there. Um, sorry. So, like, your original character is sort of like Iori Minase. Iori's alright. I, I, Iori doesn't really count. Iori's like a a bit. Oh, she's different. she's more of a Tsundere. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, she certainly is rich. And then, then in Xenoglossia, she's like like a angry tiny butch. It's I gotta watch Xenoglossia so it's, bad. It it's sounds really, like it will give me brain poisoning. It's it will actually be brain poisoning because it's like also kind of bad. But oh, I've intriguing. definitely heard the part where it's bad. I've heard that part quite a bit. <laughs> I didn't realize that the designs were so fucking sick, though. Oh yeah, if if it wasn't for the uh the compet robots, it would be really good. Oh my god, there's okay, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, you were talking about rich girls. <laughs> rich girls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't know. I feel like I just feel like they they don't they do kind of give you carry some character stuff with like the childhood friends bit which obviously i didn't really care for either way um that that wasn't bad though um but like i just feel like the whole show is like i think it's lacking in slow moments and introspection and i think one of one of the key examples one of the bits that kind of like made me think "Eh." and i think it's one of those examples if this hadn't been in the show i probably would have minded it less is the bit where uh yui is it she passes out in class or in sports and uh wakes up in the infirmary that was and a really she wakes good up. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Wakes okay. up, stares out the window, and goes, "It's it's so you know I feel I feel so lonely without them." And in any other show, in okay, I'm gonna reference Hitter Sketch. We haven't talked about it yet, but you know everyone's seen Hitter Sketch. Well, you better have. Yep. If this was a Hitter Sketch bit, then you'd have a four minute bit of I know you know sitting around being like, "Oh, I miss my friends," and having a bit where she like thinks about her body, like just looking at her hands for a bit. Like looking around the room, having some thoughts, setting up like interiority, how things feel different when the others aren't here. In Yushiki, Yui just says, I'm lonely, and the other two just enter again. And yeah. I, I don't like it's not funny and it doesn't have catharsis. That's not it funny. Feels... Like that bit isn't funny. <laughs> no, it's not, because they play it too straight. Because uh, like Yeah, okay. Because there's there's no it doesn't work as like anti catharsis because the show's never made you think there's gonna be anything serious. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like it feels like a bit of like trying to make you feel something for like five seconds, which doesn't work because they haven't really established it or why you'd feel it or why this would belong in the show. And they don't make any yeah. effort to sell it. Yeah, that's fair. I, I I definitely can agree with all the points you're making. I think ultimately I just come down on, but that's funny. But it's funny. That's <laughs> Which fair. is really that unfortunate. Is I think. No, but... it's, it, it is like, when I, when I was watching the show, I went through like a, a long grieving cycle of like, I know people who really like the show and I know it like resonates with them and I don't read the person saying. And you're about to get sh- bullied online for a year after this comes out. Oh, my oh God. no, I've, I've, fuck it. I, I mean, what? Oh, because I like issues. Sorry. I, I like watching like actual shows. Uh, <laughs> apologies. <laughs> I, oh I'm sorry. I'm I promise sorry to defend. I'd promise to defend your honor and your opinions online, my partner in crime. That's very sweet of you. I don't know why. Like you, you can just like like. Here's the thing: if if you just view it as a comedy show, I yes. strongly dislike it. I don't think it's a good comedy, but comedy is always going to be subjective. Mm-hmm. I, as a slice of life show, terrible. Okay, I. I don't know if I could even disagree with you saying it's a terrible slice of life show. But um, then we get the question of what is a slice of life show. Are we dipping into the question of what is a slice of life show? We can if you don't have other things you'd like to say, Yushiki, instead. Because <laughs> um, that's I, a horribly funny I subject. I do have a couple of things I want to talk Please about do. with Yushiki. Okay, so we got a little we got a little rogues gallery here. I want to just run off all of the funniest, um, I think, um, impressively high-tier homosexual jokes okay and um, i will i will clap for each of them 
You don't have to. You can even uh, no. you can even say that one's you reaching. You can even say that one's a reach. That's totally fine. Okay, I'll clap for the good ones. This is okay. gonna be this is gonna be a Yishiki joke composition. Okay, ready? All right. Okay. Okay, let's go. Um, Yui's classy bean. One of the greatest. Oh, yes, all right. It's pretty classic. I, the first time you're watching it, you don't expect them to just start start talking about her bean. So that one always catches me. Immediately after, they go and talk with Mom Sensei, who is this sorry, the seventh character in the show, is their teacher, who everyone calls Mom. She's a bit of a weird one because she doesn't actually fall quite into any of the three categories we set up. Yeah, I was gonna when I was watching, I was like, this uh, this teacher is a, a a new breed. He's a new breed of yeah. bullied teacher. Yeah, Mild, say... mildly bullied teacher, with um, I think a, a fun. A, it's kind of funny how much interiority she gets. Yeah, she's like. I, I like her. I think she she's cool. I would say she's like closest to a Yoshinoya because she's kind of bullied. I suppose. By the show, Yoshinoya isn't but... bullied. Yoshinoya is too overwhelming. Oh, okay. Yoshi, right. Yoshi For... gets bullied constantly. <laughs> she gets bullied by oh, bullied by the principal, yeah, I suppose. She gets bullied right. by the girl. Sometimes sometimes Miyako is just absolute dick to her. I don't think that that registers forever though. Like she's just too mm. she's too often it. Um no, That's but true. yeah, That's I think true. that the mom sensei dynamic is interesting because of how um, it's it's in a lot of ways the inverse of like what this teacher role is usually like let's like if you compare and contrast with Kaon, it's the teacher is the um, this the sexual harassment target from all the yeah. students which is very like very different from I can't think of really any other shows where that happens especially to um, the extent that it happens in this show. Kenmoza. I gotta watch. Yeah. Okay. Is that season two? That's season two. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we'll get to it, folks. We'll get to it. Um, um, and I also like... Okay, so the bit that I have written down here mm-hmm. is we're just talking about how her and all her friends' asses were hurting on New Year's when they watched Gakuto Tsukai. That bit's great. That bit's legendary. Like, what, yeah, like I'm gonna... she's, only, she's only discussing the strap. Surely. Surely. It's, it is a solid bit. And it made me wish that, like, like, in some other shows, you might get, like, a little bit of, like, the adult crew hanging out in the corner. Like yeah, getting, uh, there's no adult girls. crew. There's really just her. Yeah. The third insane bit in this same episode is when they talk mm-hmm. about the chocolate fondue on her fingers. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and Yuzuko says, uh, no, Yukari says, I want the middle two. Yes. And then she's yeah. just playing with them on the desk. That's insane. That shit's crazy. Is that, that the shit's... one that has the, um, the, oh, you're going to double up line? Yeah, you're going to double up. Yeah. yeah. That bit's good. I, that one's funny. That, that bit's crazy. I like the Fumi K bit where she's talking about um, never ask. I like that about her. I think yes. that line always cracks me up. That shit's That's great. Good. I, I am with you. Like the Fumi K I trio should just like, like I'm tempted to go read the manga at this point just to see more of them. Uh, yeah. To be completely honest with you, what else we got here? Um, they keep talking about want to need Ai Chan later on. A lot of the um post credit post show like preview bits are just nuclear. A lot of those are insane. There's one where they're talking about horses flemming, and then Yuzuko and Yukari just start flemming at Yui, which is really good. Oh, um, are the the way the the way the ending theme changes each episode's cute. I like that. Yeah, the theme and like the ending uh, animation is a little bit different. They like have a different stuff from the episode you're talking about. I think I've touched on my favorite ones: the jigsaw, the um, Gaki no Tsukai, the classy bean, the chocolate fondue. These are all those four jokes. Like to me alone make this show like i don't know historically significant to me 
Fair in enough. terms of the pantheon of slice of life like those are i cannot think of other jokes on that level that i've seen animated like ever like that like to me that's what it comes down to i do think the fact that it is an anime is quite different like i i think you could you could find other manga like this, but you could not find you could find manga, manga like this for sure yeah but anime no we've worked on definitely... manga like this together we've worked so we've worked something like this um but yeah <laughs> are like we gonna, are we gonna compare yushiki to mira <laughs> The fact that this got a show in the way that it did is still, like, insane to me. For the culture. Yeah. No, I think... Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like, I do think it... Because I think most of the reasons I wasn't fully trashing it is that I could keep on finding reasons why people would like this. Which, no, you totally. Know, like, it's... If you want a show that, like, I don't get why people like is that's, like, the first half of Demon Slayer. is like, a show I just <laughs> don't... Like, the second half of that show is good. Like, the second half of the show is fine, but, like, the first half is just, like... If you have seen any other shonen ever, like if I went seeing like a Boku no Hero Academia afterwards, I was like, oh yeah, this is fine. Like it's not amazing, but I can totally see why. If you haven't watched much anime, like oh, this is really cool. But Demon Slayer was like, no, if I didn't like anime, this would be everything I thought was bad in anime. And there are parts of uh, Yushiki that feel like what people who don't like slice of life anime think slice of life anime is. Um, but I, I do think. As a singular existence, as a show that people would go in expecting another lucky star and then got shows where they just make clitoris jokes, like, I can see why that endears it to so many people. Like, I think especially when this was airing, that was what caught me when I was watching it. Like, that was, yeah. I got, I got got by that when I was um, going into it blind. I was shocking how little of it I remembered. Like, yeah. I remembered so little of it, but... Um... Uh, Damn. What were the bits that stuck with you that you were looking for um, in the rewatch? I I remembered the um, Fumi getting patted on the desk. Yeah, uh, Fumi's great. Fumi's great. Uh, I remembered the Arasa's Hurst All Night bit. Um, <laughs> I remembered the um, I'm God and I'm a Snowdrop. Yeah, that, that, bit, uh, that bit is such a standout, like doesn't happen again in this show kind of joke yeah which um, i think is which i think is funny i think um another relatively important uh central aspect to this series mm -hmm. is how to contrast with other okay i think that for a gag manga it's incredibly mm -hmm. grounded yes like in terms of gag manga the physics of the universe are way more strict than the care than the character's like seem to think they're going to be there's like mm. the extended joke where they're talking about how yuzuko couldn't die because if she were hit by a truck she'd just be fine yeah. um and they talk about this a lot but none of that shit like the slapstick never goes there it's not looney tunes with it right like yeah. to contrast with kill me baby which is about people oh. getting like cut in half with katanas and shit or whatever yeah, yeah yeah like so i think for a gag show it's very grounded and for a slice of life show it's like weirdly strange and I think yeah. that it's dead. The, the tone of the entire like universe and series is like dead center in there, which I think is novel, but which I also definitely get why it's like, it, it's pretty for how it's, it's grounded for a gag, but it's ungrounded for a slice of life. So depending on what you're looking for, you might be disappointed either way. Yeah. It's, um, it, I, I think like while I do not like it, like I think it's, it is worth giving it like if you if you find the first episode like actively funny, you will find the rest of it actively funny. 
Yeah, I, I agree. So if anyone wants to try this show, you have a very low uh, barrier to entry. Just try one episode, and if you laugh at yep. any part of it, I think you might you think you might like it. And and if you don't laugh at it, then don't pursue it because it it is it is consistently that thing for the entire show. For sure. I think um, I think it even slightly improves a bit towards the middle, but like oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I think I think fundamentally we can agree that like three through nine is the peak of this show. For yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yes. No. No. That the actual funniest show, bit of the show to me is probably like objectively the worst joke in the show. Uh huh. Bits because I could relate to it. There is a bit now. People who know me, you know that I like watching weird old anime, and I have been watching uh, Saint Seiya recently. Um, and I find Saint Seiya hysterical. Uh, Saint Seiya is pretty funny. Those guys look. I crazy. fucking. I love. I'm losing my mind at Saint Seiya. Like, like I was like, oh, this is gonna be kind of boring now. But then the guy goes like, ah, oh, you only Mac walk at Mac one. A gold saint can move at seven times the seas of light a second and shit like that. And they just say this entirely mm. normally. But there's a bit in the first episode where Yukari makes a straight up Saint Seiya reference and it fucking doesn't land on anyone. And she's like, oh fuck. And I was like, oh, I'm Yukari Ken now. <laughs> so I think I just hate these rich girls because I am one. Oh, you are you are a little fancy with it. With your Welsh cakes. My Welsh cakes. Your tea biscuits. <laughs> um, uh, you got me Fortnum and Mason uh, when you visited. I think you're, you're low-key kind of fancy with it. I just, I just want to treat my friends. No, I love the Fortnum and Mason. I love when you I love when you go on holiday and you give me the fancy snacks when you come back. Remember when that happens in the show? Oh my god. Oh fuck. That's right. That's right. Got your ass. (laughs) Alright, um that's our one hour mark. We're gonna put a little pee break in here, okay? Okay. talked a lot about the content of the show uh, and how we both feel about it um Mm -hmm. one thing i want to get into is the production of the show itself um okay so 2013 kinema citrus studio which is an interesting studio they've done some other stuff the other big one they've done that i watched that i think is also most similar is shakunatsu ping pong musume Oh, don't compare. Shakunatsu is goated. Do not compare that to Yushiki. Oh, come on. How can you don't. How can you talk about Shakunatsu? I thought you'd even like Shakunatsu. No, I think it's amazing. I think it's really good. It's like one of... Oh, Shakunatsu is dope. It's so cool. It is good. It's, it's so it's cool. A really, it's, it's a really good sports anime with gay shit. <laughs> and it's like 12 times hornier than Yushiki. Yeah. All right. Okay, okay. 
I see you. I see you. Shakunetsu Mosume does slap. I like the fucking bicycling boys anime. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with Sony sports anime. Right, right. Oh, okay. So if they're playing sports, it's okay to have the navel shots. I understand. Yeah, it's okay. it's diegetic sweat. Right, it's diegetic sweat. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you liked when Yukari was playing sports in Yushiki. Oh, yeah, that happened. I don't remember that. Is no, that when they in the? Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's 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 later on. It doesn't matter. Um. Uh, actually, I think I know. I don't know. Some similar thing Kinwakitras did to um Yushiki. Hmm. Review Starlight. Oh, that's right. They did do review Starlight, huh? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you know, Kinema Citrus, pretty decent little filmography of of some gay shit here and there, I guess. Then, review Starlight. Honestly, this might count as a Love Live Klaxon, but I think it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think we're I think we're safe. Review Starlight. I got mixed feelings on, but ultimately, I do think that mm, some of it does hit for me. Um, I I like the the, the Nana and the, yeah the uh, Nana James arc is that, phenomenal. That's good. That should be the end of the show. The fact that should like have been the show. Episodes. The show should have been about Nana. Yeah, the, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, we agree on we agree on this. <laughs> Review Starlight though, very pretty show. Like it's it's really it's a really well animated show. I do the think. fights I think. are very clever. The fights are good. The fights are clever. I think Shakunetsu Ping Pong absolutely fucking kino. Oh, just animation. And if I'm not that, mistaken, that girl is like a scorpion. That girl has she's the like a scorpion. skills. She's, she's like a scorpion. baby. She has the skills of a scorpion. Oh my god, she has the skills and demeanor and posture of a real life scorpion. <laughs> Shakunetsu Ping Pong. I I I I will totally put a note in here if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure same director as FMA Brotherhood. Uh, that could be true. I think I think that that's true. Editor's note. Uh, this is true. Yasuhiro Irie, uh, absolute king. He's directed uh, Shakunetsu Ping Pong. He did FMA Brotherhood. He also did a lot of work on the Alien 9 OVAs. Very cool shit. And the director for uh, Yuyushiki is Kaori, a mononym animation lifer, Kaori. Um, they've done keyframes for like dozens of shows. And it seems like the only thing they directed is Yushiki. The only show that, like, the only full season they were the director for is Yushiki. No, there's, think... there is another thing they've directed. And sure? It's, it's yeah? a show that I know everyone, including myself, slept on. They did the thing, uh, the, like, fantasy girls, I think, isekai spoof? Uh, with the character oh, designs wait, by, yeah, the, yeah. by the Uriuri lady. Oh, that's right. It's an Amori joint. Oh shit! I forgot about that. What's that one called? Uh, uh like it's got a dumb fucking en- name, en- right? Like Endoro. Endoro, en- right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Endro, yeah. something like that. Endro, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I might gotta watch that then, because I, I think the direction in Yushiki is good. I think that the animation is very solid and sells a lot of the bits. Mm. Um, we talked in the it looks consistent about... throughout the whole show. It's super consistent. I think that part of that is they establish a really, really good fluid model for the characters early on. We talk a lot mm-hmm. in K-On about how they pop into and out of Chibi. And I think that for K-On that works because K-On has more of that separation between events and gags. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Yushiki, there's very, very little popping into or out of uh, gag mode yeah. or modality in terms of the character designs. They're extremely fluid, they're extremely gummy, and they move a lot. Mm. Yeah. And I love the fluidity of the faces in, in Yushiki. I, the animation sells so many bits that I don't think 
would um, hit nearly as well. I, I have actually this this is a, a bit of a, a diatribe, but uh, it's it relates in to this. Mm-hmm. Um, is Rio of the funny fake Grand Order comics fame? Was she ever into you, Shiki? Because there's a couple of times that Yuko, when she's in horny mode, does like the fucking funny Gudako horny face with like the tiny pupils and like the big dilated irises. Yeah, I think I I've definitely. I don't know if I have it on hard drive. I'm pretty sure if you go to Rio's Tumblr, um, oh god, what's it called? It's called like Little Teeth or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, their Tumblr has a bunch of crazy fan art. There's a really good um Aikatsu fan art yes. of um Akari and Yukari. Um, Sumire. That one's that one's Sumire. Oh my god, sorry, I saw purple and I got confused. Um, there's there's some really good Aikatsu fan art on there. There's some Prepara, a bunch of Prepara fan art on there. And I want to say I've seen one or two Yuyushiki for sure. I feel like Rio it would, would check have seen out. it. It's it, really, I think it, makes sense. it really would check out. This is definitely like Rio's kind of show in terms of like the mm. homosex and the, um, and the anti-humor, I think. I think it's pretty up Rio's alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think another thing that differentiates the production of this show is that there's relatively little BGM like comparative comparatively and i think it it um works for a lot of the bits better i think that the mm-hmm. show's uh level i think that the show's control over silence is pretty good you talked about not having a lot of the bits have enough room to breathe but i think that there's i think that the awkward pause is more valuable than like the let's say let's say seth mcfarlane-esque like long pause for effect or long uh lingering not that that isn't effective or good when done properly. I think that even I think that Family Guy has some good jokes where that long the long fucking duration on action yeah. is pretty good, honestly. Yeah. I've seen some funny Family Guy jokes about that. No, it's that those... it's okay. I I think Family Guy does have occasional funny jokes. This is a safe space to to it's a safe space say. for Family Guy fans. It has it has so many fucking jokes. Some of them might as well be funny. No, totally, exactly. <laughs> Um, I think that for, once again, for mimicking the form of, like, a four coma, I think that the slightly awkward pause were, I, I like it in this show, and I think that the silence, um, also works well for that, too. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of BGM tracks that are straight up fire. There's that one, like, like, Chick Korea fusion-y tropical track that is just bangers. That, that track is so fucking good. Fuck, I told someone that we would look up the name of the song for for other episodes and I totally forgot to. Oh. Um, I don't know the name of this one, but there's a Chick Korea fusion track. I'll just put it in the background here in the edit. I'm getting really okay. good at this stuff. Um, nice. That shit slaps. That shit's really good. I like that one a lot. Um, largely, the BGM is pretty forgettable, um, but I think it's all right because um, I think they use silence more often and sound effects more often, which I think are better for this sort of jokes they're doing. Yeah. I think it's a smart choice. I think it's a decent bit of BGM. It, it doesn't. It doesn't have funny BGM, which is good. Any any show it doesn't, that specifically yeah. plays comedy BGM to sound funny is like instant shit list. Because the thing is, like the joke, the joke mode is pretty on all the time in this show. If you had mm. the comedy BGM, it would just be the most grating the clown shit in the world, right? It would be un- it would be unbearable. Wow, um, how how inappropriate for you, Shiki? How strange that would be for this show. All right, all right, now come on now. Yeah, you're not wrong. I suppose. I I think I think when girls are insanely annoying, it's actually epic and fucking awesome. Is the, is the main That's thing fair. here? That I can understand. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We've reached equilibrium on this. <laughs> I think, do we want to talk about one of the sticking points we've had in our heated debate this episode has been over what makes something slice of life. Yes. Let's dig into this now. Let's rather let's than later. That, I think this will continue to be a recurring subject. No I think what. so. But let's 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 oh. establish some ground rules here, I think. Because I suppose what is quite important to remember is that this podcast is we did make the decision of saying this is a Kirara podcast. So that means we'll be throwing in some things here that are like questionably slice of life like uh harikana receive um and yeah. also at one point we're gonna have to watch dreamy to Mary, which is just an action show right um which i'm quite curious about that one i think that's gonna be really pleasant me as well I, there's a uh, lot of there's a lot of weird titles that i just had not heard before looking up a list for this podcast that i'm really fucking curious about yeah like i would say like you have a sort of a if you want to choose like a hard this is definitely a slice of life show that's hidamari no one is going to argue with calling Hidamari slice of life. I think that that's fair. I think that in that way, you should it should be regarded as the pinnacle, um, like the centerpiece of the genre. And a lot of if you're to pick one, yeah. I think that that's the one. It's it is good. And the thing is, I think I think a lot of my taste and what I like in slice of life is that even if Hidamari is not now, do not interpret this. All, I think Hidamari is very good. I would not try count it as like one of my like top three these days, but like it has still massively informed what I like in mm-hmm. slice of life. Like sure. I, I like those those moments of like quietness and like a contrast between cold and warmth, um, and I think that's why it's it's the default of what I think. I think it's also because the shaft style is so so distinct. The shaft style is so important for that show. Yeah, the manga kind of. The, I do think suddenly the early Hidamari anime doesn't feel that much like the manga. Oh, definitely not. But that's. But that's its own discussion, which we will go into when we discuss Hidamori Sketch. Um, so I think you can say, you could say, say, K-On! Season 1 and Hidamori Sketch, these are slice of life shows. We are not, there's no argument to be made there. Everyone can mm-hmm. agree on that. I think that's a safe call. Yeah. And then I think if you go something that's, I think you have the two extremes on each side there of when a show becomes too much a comedy. Can you, like, mm-hmm. say Nichijo. Would you say Nichijo is slice of life? I wouldn't, but I could see if someone did. I think, okay, I think that this, once again, boils down to a sense of humor. Because, like, yeah. for me, Nature Joe's jokes aren't, like, laugh-out-loud funny. They're well-crafted mm-hmm. comedy. But yeah. I think that the over-exaggeration that they return to time and time again in Nature Joe mm-hmm. renders those jokes more or less flat for me. And the mm-hmm. parts that stand out to me and are more significant are, like, the downtime where they're yeah. anal- where they're looking at the slice you know the slice of life parts of Nichijou are the parts that yeah. speak way more to me than the than the jokes and the comedy so i think for me Nichijou is definitely it's certainly slice of life adjacent although i think definitionally you would have to call it a gag manga i i would agree with show. you there but if someone wants to push really hard for being a slice of life i i wouldn't fight too much uh on the other end i think you have the I guess the soft drama shows and I mean, some of these drama shows can get quite serious, but like a uh, season one of euphonium or f- yeah. season one of free where it's like, there is a narrative through line, but a lot of it is still kind of just episodic. The characters going through their days, having an incident that's not like overly dramatic. kind of Right. Thing. Um, uh, 
Tamako Market, I think also kind of long. Mar- oh, oh, yeah. See, Mario Mite is so much more of a high melodrama to me. It's so high melodrama. Yeah, yeah. Like I think, I, I, think I think that that doesn't touch. That's when you that's when you cross over the lines like this is drama. Sure, sure. Okay. So Strawberry yeah, Panic, like also high melodrama, oh, of course. No, that's way, way too dramatic. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's even goofier than Mario Mite. It's it's so much less serious. Well, I, th- I think I think Street Panic is deathly serious, which is why it doesn't fit. Okay, sorry, it's it's, it's deathly self-serious. You're right, yeah. And then for yeah, for slice of life, I think that that more or less checks out. If we're talking about one of our three pillars that we've established, Lucky Star, yeah. I think Lucky Star yeah. out of our three shows we're talking about, he to sketch K on Lucky Star. Lucky Star is yeah. your closest to being too gag centric. Yeah. But I think it's still... But there is enough downtime. Yeah. There's downtime, and it's low-key, and a lot of it is characters talking on their way to a gag. Yeah, a lot A lot of it is interstitial travel time. Yeah. In, yeah, in, in a good way, largely. That's for another episode. It is for another episode. This is really annoying, because I was going to say, this is another episode, and da-da-da. I think... I think it's more interesting when you when you go within what is sort of like the accepted slice of life canon and start going like, does this count? Um, I I is Kill Me Baby slice of life? That was a weird one. See, I'm calling that a I'm calling that a pure gag. Yeah, but it does have downtime moments, but like it's it's too focused on being really gaggish. Um, for sure. And there's definitely other stuff in. There's other stuff in um, Kirara that is, I think, definitively not um, Slice of Life. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe this is spoilers. Gakko Garashi, yeah. uh, which we will talk about eventually, uh, the, probably. Did you spoil Gakko Garashi? Oh my, oh my so, god. Um, oh no. Oh, oh, oh no, I spoiled oh, Gakko Garashi. Oh, oh no, people are going to know that there's a twist okay. in it now. No, no, no. Oh. Okay, okay. Guys, I'm not going to say it, but it's a bit fucked up. Okay, it's, it's really fun. fucked up. If you are sensitive, if you if you think about the Ao Oni guy a lot, you have to not read Gako Garashi. <laughs> it's really scary. There's a there's some scary stuff in it, but it's it's no spoilers for Gako Garashi. But like there's stuff like that where like Yeah. I, I guess maybe Gako Garashi gets a pass because it's supposed to it's supposed to have the big twist halfway through or something. And you're Isn't supposed it, to like, think it is obvious from like the very start though? I don't know. I I haven't seen the anime, so I couldn't talk on that. I think that the manga makes the manga goes to great pains to make it seem at least tongue in cheek normal at first for like I would say thirty chapters it feels like wow no yeah, the anime no, like, speeds that up the no the, yeah I haven't seen the anime I, I actually low key liked the anime the manga for that bait and switch it's kind of yeah it's it's definitely forecasted um, but at the time That's I was like cool, this is actually. some fun popcorn shit. No, it sticks with it for a surprisingly long time. So I think that that Gakko Garashi gets a pass for that reason. Um and there's a ton of other stuff here. I think slice of life we can talk about like hallmarks of the genre. Like, you know, does slice of life need a club? And I would say certainly mm-hmm. not. We're talking about Hita Sketch being the pinnacle and Hita Sketch does not have a uh, overarching club. I guess you could say that the tying together element of Hita Sketch is simply the apartment. Yes. So there is something that's acting like a club. Um, I, I do. I really. do think most slice life shows have that. Do have like a a unity. To them. There's a unity, and there's also like there's also like a home base. There's like a setting. There's like a certain location yeah. that is like home for the characters. Kaon has the club room. Yushiki has the club room. Um, I think Yushiki also spends a lot of equal time in Yui's room, which is interesting. Mm. So it's quite a long time there, yeah. 
um Hida sketch has the apartments which is such a varied and 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 layered um setting that i think it adds to the show that much more yeah. um lucky star in this regard has nothing like that really they're kind of all over the place they're mostly in the classroom but like even that it moves around a lot yeah lucky star lucky star doesn't really have that but i suppose like that's the very the very tight core unit yeah, it has a tight, has super tight core unit, and like we said, Lucky Star yeah. is definitely furthest in the gag area of the triangle. Yeah. So it, I think it, re- I think it relies much less on that sense of home base. Oh, that's interesting, though, actually. Mm. Which, yeah, it's like it's simply less important to the show because you're not talking about building atmosphere as much. You're not talking about um, building um, interiority or cozy as much. Yeah, I-, I think one of the interesting questions is now. Obviously, all of us enjoy you know queer readings a slice of life but one has to like question like is having a canonical focus on romance potentially going to disqualify you because i think there's like there's something like especially i think like some like shonen comedies that like would kind of be a slice of life except they're also technically a harem and sometimes that kind of disqualifies them it feels like okay i can see what you're saying which ones you're thinking of yeah it's just the one i actually think of right now isn't like i'm working for example, right, is a weird right. one where, like, I, it kind of... There's nothing in it that isn't a slice of life. I suppose it's technically more comedy-focused, but it's quite light comedy. Yeah, it's very... Um, from what I've seen, it's very light on the comedy. It is mostly just about, like, th- what, what if the after-school club was, like, a job that you were working? Exclamation point. Yeah, pretty at. much. <laughs> and, like, would you count it as a slice of life? I'm like, yeah, but the fact it has, like actual romantic subplots makes it not count but is that just heteronormativity yeah kind of there's there's yeah. a lot of, of nuances to it i suppose it's questions like you know can you think of like a, a gl manga that's slice of life or a bl manga that's slice of life um, um i mean i like honestly one of my answers like yushiki is so much yeah, more uh, gag focused and the and the and the gay stuff is also centered around jokes but they're very knowing yeah. jokes they yushiki's audience really feels like yuri dojin heads in a lot of ways i would say yushiki doesn't have much in the way of romance no it doesn't have a lot in the way of romance there are slow i yeah. think that there are slower parts in the show where there is some romantic stuff happening um in a subtextual sense between the characters but like it's not I, a oh yeah like like the, the new year's bit with yuzuko yeah the yuzuko yui stuff is like pretty good um i like that stuff actually there's also um that one bit so right near the end where they talk about times like these are precious and then they draw like the big like yuri the lilies banner the lilies, yeah. underneath it little like like okay get it i get it dude um th- stuff like that i think they hint at in yushiki but largely there's no mm-hmm. like there's no extended moments like that really that Yuzuko Yui bit is probably the the closest and best one to that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I am struggling to think of other shows that would have, like, I would say too much romance to be considered slice of life. We could argue about Sakura Trick again. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sakura Trick's... <laughs> if you want to argue about Sakura Trick, oh, it's not very good. Argue. Not even it's argue. Just... If you just want to, like, like, rant, I guess, or whatever. No, I mean, no. I don't want to rant about Sakura Trick. I just think... Nah. Me neither. I think I post. I I'm curious to watch Psycho Trick. I wonder if I might like it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if maybe now that the hype's died down and no one on Tumblr is posting about it, maybe it's like tolerable or downright fun. I, I am a little bit curious, but. I am. I'm curious. Just you, like, have like that. you have some stuff like that. You have some stuff like. 
But would you count Sucker Chick as a slice of life? I mean... Like, you're asking the wrong person. I didn't fucking, I didn't fucking it is watch quite... it all the way through at all. Yeah, I know. Did you, did you, it does go a bit too genuinely focused on the romance drama stuff at the end, I would say. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it is interesting. And I guess it was like, we'll get to Hurricane Receive at one point, which is mm-hmm. a show I quite like. But it's also just... It's got all the trappings of Kirara and paced like a Kirara, except what if between every four episodes there was like a proper like actual like haiku episode where they play proper volleyball see that was uh, like not not to tie back here that was that was what yeah. was so fucking sick about um shakunetsu ping pong honestly honestly i told you that it just just strip has like five episodes of just cool ping pong fights right yeah that middle stretch is so solid once they have the yeah i don't know i think i i think you know by and large i think we'd be using the generous interpretation of slice of life but I, I guess, I suppose the question is, I suppose I sure haven't watched. Have you, have you ever seen any of Orgai, or, Ordegaidu? Or uh, My Teenage Yeah, I watched, I watched season one of Ordegaidu. Yeah, yeah. I watched season one. I, I like season one. I've never once yeah. watched the rest because it sounds like it does stuff I don't care for. Like, I've heard, I've that, heard that the canon ending was kind of fire, but I don't know much about that. Okay. Um, I, 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 I have not researched it. Could not tell you any more than that. But I heard, that, I heard one time that it was kind of fire. Fair um, enough. Uh, but like, is is that slice of life? Like, I would say that almost because it's like a light novel harem, it can't be. But I think. But that's the point I was trying to make. Mm-hmm. But it kind of is structured like a slice of life. And no, like, totally. It's like, but because it's light novel harem, I'm gonna say no. But if he really wants to make the argument, I I would amuse it. But you'd better come with some good points. Right. I definitely hear what you're saying on that one. And then for another like adjacent genre where it's like mm-hmm. ba- like a lot of things get get um get get classed out of high out of slice of life because there's an existing template. So if you have mm-hmm. like a love live show, yeah. love live is so like a- a- in a very surface way super similar to Kaon. Um, is that yeah. a slice of life show? Yeah, that's that is a good point. Like I guess they practice. A- a bit more in love life and there's a bit more of a narrative through line there's yeah there's definitely more of that but like kaon has all those elements and that's one of our indisputed uh queens of of a slice of life there yeah i mean you could uh, argue got... that love life has a lot more tie-in from like you know like the the idol genre has existed longer than kaon yeah. you know like um idol master goes way back um mm. i'm sure there's other stuff too between idol master yeah. and love life but i'm a little bit of a little bit of a dilettante that's that's fair. I th- I, I don't know, it's just it's it, it is the important touch point for the stuff. For and sure. then, but then it's like you know, is is Love Live a sports series kind of? Right. Because it kind of, it's kind of structured like one. But at that point you're like, oh, you know, do you count like Girls and Panzer or do you count? Fuck oh. I mean, do you count? Uh, oh. no, do you, no, 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 no. You no, said it. Uh, Pride, no, no. Do you count Pride of Orange? Did not. Did not say that show. Wouldn't count anyway. Um, you know what I almost you know what yeah. I almost said during the intro here? Arena Risa Taneda voices Sauri, your girl. Oh, oh my girl. Fuck. Your girl, Sauri, yo. Sorry! Yo, Sauri, what's up my slime? How's it going getting a husband? Um yeah, like Garapan, as you were saying. Like I no, you'd have to be really bloody much. That that spends way too long in the actual tanks to make any. No, yeah, no, like like like, like Garupan is a sports show. The sport is just uh, yeah. Sen Shado. Uh, tank Kwando. Um, I I think I think t- Tank Kwando. Sorry, I forgot about that. I forgot the localization. Uh, tank Kwando. Um, 
I think if you have a show where you have dedicated 3D models towards the sport activity, you're a sports show. That's what I think. I think that's fair. Yo, I, what I will say is, knock on the biggest fucking whatever, uh, they showed off some of the actual hockey and action from the Bushy Road Hockey Show. No, and they, like, dude, no fucking they, way. They have, like, legitimate girls fucking shoulder-checking each other. Oh, no, don't say that to me. I'm gonna get I know, trapped. No, I, Oh. I know, I bet, like, it's like, Fuck. the character the character designs are garbage. The character designs are truly the garbage. The characters are so like... bad. It's honestly, like, like, that new Love Life that dropped where it looked, where they got the Aikatsu Sunrise team to do it, and it looks good. Yeah. Like, it visually yeah. has a style, and it looks good, and there's designs for the characters. The, sh- the show's good, actually. It's, it's quite fun. I've heard I'm good not things. Saying I'm... No, I've heard good things. I'm probably gonna watch it. Um, <laughs> but, like, and then it's, I was shocked that they did that, because every fucking else, everything else that they're putting out, Bushiroad, has the same fucking, like, glassy-eyed, like, vacant fucking pog face um, that's on every single Bandory card. To be fair, D4DJ art looks different. You, it, whether it looks good or not is yeah, another question. But it it's, does... like, even worse to me somehow. <laughs> I I massively prefer it, but, like, it is... <sighs> it's weird. I don't know what they were thinking with that one. Man. Uh, but at least, at least it's not... Yeah, like, Pride of Orange just looks like... Pride of Orange, like, like, are they from the Netherlands? I don't get the name at all. Like, what's the I joke? I don't get. Like, I'm not sure. I I'm gonna watch it because I have you know my fucking like curse that means if I don't watch one of these shows a season I die. Yeah, no, I. I I'm not sure. Fuck. All right. Maybe well. be good. I don't want it to be good because I don't want to be the person saying, "Ah, oh, you gotta watch Pride of Orange." That'd be so so embarrassing. Oh, I think that'd be kind of baller. I think it would loop back around. It's been long enough. <laughs> it's been a full de- a full decade of Bushi Road domination. Bushiroad supremacy, they're now dominant culture. It's like telling someone, no, dude, like, Endgame Marvel is actually kind of Kino in, like, a Zack... No, it's like saying the Zack Snyder cut is good, which I respect, fundamentally. Very fair. That's 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 fair. I mean, I have been kind of curious about that one. I, um, I've heard good things. I've heard it's four fucking hours, so I'm not going to be watching it, but, like... Yeah. But we can watch Color... We can watch Pride of... I almost said Color of Orange. Color of Orange. All right, so stay tuned for our take on Pride of the Color Orange. Um... <laughs> We'll find out if it's slice of life show or not. That too. Um, you know what is technically a slice of life, Mal? Because it's us gathering together to do an activity. That's right. What is it? Reading the mailbag. That's right. You read my mind. You read my mind. I was about to go into it. Killer. <laughs> um, yeah, it's time for viewer questions. Listener, qu- listener questions. Um, there's no video segment yet, but we'll get there. All right. Um, thank you to everyone who replied on Twitter to the official pod account at Fun Things Pod on Twitter. We are now established. Um, at the time of our first Ooh. recording, I, I still had not set this shit up, so I can now plug the Twitter at Fun Things Pod, and I can now plug our Spotify link, which has way too many letters in it, so it'll just be a link to the <laughs> on the post. Um, <laughs> Uh, for, also, this is a question for you guys, for the listeners. Um, thank you for sending us your questions. I have a question for you. For the time being, we're going to be posting this on Spotify and direct download links via Mega. If there's another like platform you want, we can look into it. So please let us know if there's another platform that we should look into or something. We're, I don't. I, we're considering Apple Music already, aren't we? Yeah, we're considering Apple Music, but I haven't looked into it very seriously yet. I heard that it's like a two-week vetting process, which mm. I'm sure will be fine, but... Anyways, if there's anything else that you think hosts podcasts that you want this on, please let us know. We're open to it. Um, as long as it's free. Yeah. Alright, question one. Coming in from Rat on Twitter. Hi, Rat. How are you saying 
Melorine and Dondurma. Um, personally, I think you have to deadpan both. Melorine. Dondurma. Dondurma. Melorine. I think you have to hit the R's too. You gotta Melorine. Dondurma. Melorine. 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 That's that's a that's a ten point word on countdown. It's a pretty good one. That's a te- that's a ten point word. That's true. Donderma as well. I think they're both. No, Donderma's eight. Yeah. Um, I think Donderma. You could get a really good Ricola commercial out of it. Mmm. I like that. That's that's got that's got sound. I enjoy that. That's right. That's right. Um, our next question from Technodelic. Would you let mm. you Kari live in your pigtail? No. Um, no. Oh, see, our answers are going to be different because this is a complicated because I just cut my hair, so I don't have a pigtail anymore. Um, uh... but Ronk is like kind of the Yukari, so yeah, probably if they need if they need a lift, oh. absolutely. Oh, that's very sweet of you. I suppose if I had a Yukari, I'd be like an like a little bit of a spending bullet in my hair. Yeah, that'd be all right. That's, that's all not right. too bad, right? Having having a little sugar mommy in your hair. That's, I can live with that. Okay. Yeah. What if you, what you, if you what? had a little a little sugar mommy in your hair? But I get really annoyed because every time I would make a joke, she'd be like, you just made a funny joke, and I'd get really pissed off. I would love that, uh, though. That's what you I do I know you like that. You love my funny I jokes. I would like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I think ultimately it works out. I think it works out. Um, got a question from the homie Stunts. Um, mm. Can either of you say, Zviza Dochka three times fast? Um, I most suddenly can't, but you go first now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know um, if I said that correctly in Russian, but I, uh, to be fair, I think that it's harder for Yukari because of the Japanese romaji involved. That sounds difficult. What would, that, what would the romaji of that be? You know, I'm going to look up the romaji and do it that way because I definitely can't do it properly. <laughs> I think the uh, B would end up tripping you up is, is the problem. The B from the V, I think that would really get your ass. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm very bad with the... Um... The plosives, anyway. Uh, oh my gosh! Wow, this is a fucking mess in, in katakana. What do we got? Uh, oh my god, it's like a j. Is it the? Is it the DJ? It's the. No, it's the. Actually, it's, no, it's, it's just a z. What is it? Oh, it's just zubojska, zubojska, zubojska. It's zu bio zu dachika. Okay. Zubojatska. Zubiozidachika? Yeah, I think the Zubiozidachika. bio is getting me on that one. Yeah. That's hard. Um, That's rough. Please send us a recording of you saying it three times fast, uh, all of our dear listeners. Thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> we got a couple questions here from Muteki. I only understand one of these. You're going to have to help me with the second one. Um, okay. First one. Should I get a tattoo that says Stone Cold on my hip? Yes, but only if it's in Katakana. Uh... There's there's this one D four DJ card, uh, for the girl who's like the kind of like the Nozomi equivalent. Like, what if Nozomi's bit was also being really rich, but trying to downplay the fact Whoa. she was rich? Um, and she has a fucking a fucking card where she has this like tattoo on her hip. You can only read half of, and the half you can read reads break, which Whoa. interesting. Dance, obviously, she's, um, the, she's the break dancer. She's right? the break dancer. She. Uh, no, she's the VJ. Ah, uh, break beats. Break beats. Ah, uh, there you go. 
Uh, I think you should get a default DJ tattoo. That's my suggestion. That's a good call. And then second question here. If they're a happy-go-lucky data processing club and not a couple of down-on-their-luck girls serving as an evil overlord, then why do this and Excel Saga both have the wrong name? Uh, oh, well, that makes sense. Um, wait, is that the one you did or didn't get? Oh, because XL, like, spreadsheet, like, data processing. Excel spreadsheet. Uh, well, Yushiki means, like, um... Yeah, what does Yu Yushiki actually mean, the name of the show? We didn't it does not... It doesn't mean the Yu Yu technique. I lied. Uh, it's, like, a pun where it's, like, a way of saying when something's quite serious. You say, ah, oh, Yushiki. Like, uh, it, this okay. is a serious... This is some serious shit. Or, like, ah, oh, this isn't something to be trifled with. Um... But the show obviously is seen to be trifled with. It's it's a bit of a, a bit of a joke. Okay, uh, nice. which, which just kind of doesn't that, set you up for the series. Honestly, that honestly leans better into my reading of the show, so I appreciate that. I like that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. You know what? That's a good point. Um, I miss Excel Saga. Is Excel Saga the Excel Saga manga might be a slice of life? Anime's not. Oh, you're asking the wrong person. I have never seen Excel. I've seen the anime. Uh, at the time, I quite liked it. I might like it more now I've seen more anime because the whole thing's like a big pastiche. The manga is like a pastiche of like Mason, Ikoku, and also Sentai stuff. Uh, I'm I'm going to be honest about it. If it wasn't for Excel Saga, you and I might not know each other because that's uh, one of the manga that inspired me to get into translating. Oh, wow. Because um, the translation of it is like the most amazing way to like super localize something while keeping the original flavor. Um, Interesting. And, and every volume of the official version came with like four to eight pages of like footnotes and afterwards. Oh my god! That was like fascinating. It's like a young eleven-year-old weeb. That's so cool. Um, so yeah, I'm actually quite fond of Excel Saga. My main thing is that I always get Excel Saga and Axel World. Uh, complete. I think they're the same thing. Oh, I still couldn't tell them oh. apart if you showed me at gunpoint. Oh my! Uh, they have the same that's... name. They have the same name. I, so I agree with Mateki. Uh, it's got the it's got the wrong name. Uh, whatever it oh, is, it should be changed. Oh, they should have oh, a different name. Oh, don't, don't even say about XL World. XL Saga. Fuck, XL World. Fuck off. This is your XL fault. XL World. XL World. XL, they should have oh. called Yushiki XL World. That's what I'm talking about. That's all right. That's all right. Because um, they'd be on that Google Docs. Uh, next question is from Claire. Hi, Claire. How much was your life changed by the Yui's classy bean line? Me personally, quite a bit. Genuinely kind of an eye-opener when I first saw it when it came out as a teenager um incredibly good i think i mentioned earlier i think that a lot of my sense of humor personally has been shaped by yushiki's uh refusal to have punchlines more than a lot of other stuff i've seen um i think that it's impacted me quite a bit personally genuinely not to get too serious on this question um it's also one of the most perfect moments of of anime that i've ever seen so Yui's classy being hugely important hugely influential uh my answer is uh, have you ever read yerichin bitch club <laughs> Yarichin Bitch Club. That sounds good. It's it's a it's it's a BL manga about like what if there were boys who were just sluts all the time. It's pretty good. That would be crazy. What if that happened? What ha what if that fucking happened? That's my answer to the question. Uh, it's a riddle. Figure out on your own time. Okay, I like that little task for you guys. Little little homework. Little homework. You got about two weeks. Um, question coming in from Natalie. Natalie. I gotta start leaving uh, room for you to say hi, because I just noticed you've been saying it after all of them, and I gotta, like, leave hi. room in now. No, no, no. I, no, it was fine. You can say Natalie. if you, we all, Folks, we know Natalie. Friend of the pod. We know Natalie. Could you give an out of 10 cancelability rating to each of the girls? Oh, I like this one. Okay. Let's, let's, let's think this one through. Um, 
So I think, no, this is not what we think. We're, we're going off, oh, how strict are we going? Are we going 2014 Tumblr? Are we going Bushy Teen? Are we going Genshin Teen? I think we should go for, um, we should do 20, 2013 Tumblr um, concurrent with the show's airing. And we should also do um, a separate rating for modern Twitter. I think those are two different kind of cancels. Okay, that's interesting, because I think that does adjust things. Um, I'm gonna, gonna throw out some numbers. Um, do you mind if I just, I just do my, my takes on the main three yeah, first? Yeah, fire it both, both eras. I think 2013, uh, Yuzu gets a six or seven. Yui also gets a six or seven for being abusive. Ah, yeah. Yukari gets a four. And, uh, and that four modern, is purely because she's rich, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, 2021, 2000, um, uh, Yuzu's a 10. That's right. <laughs> Yui's gone down to a two. Um, Yukari, I think, has stayed the same. I, I think Yukari slides under the radar a bit. I think she by your metric, I might have to, I might have to scotch her up a little bit, because uh, cause, uh, okay. AOC wore that dress at the Met Gala, so she, so Yukari is in a oh. lot of danger right now. That's true. As one of the rich. Um, also, she mentions Compet, which is a bisexual erasure or something, or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I might edit that out, that might not be that funny. No, um, that's fine, I'm, I'm bi, <laughs> see, I, I think it's funny, you have a bi okay. friend, I give you the bi card. Oh, yes, yes! Okay, great, we got the bi card. Um, honestly, I think your numbers are pretty spot on. I really can't disagree with that. I think I would take Yuzu down a bit, uh, in the Tumblr era, because a, a couple okay. of these, I think, would escape, would, would elude people at the time. Like, the puzzle that's piece true. bit, that would not fucking parse. People would not understand that shit. That's a free, that's yeah. a, that's a, that's a get into dyke free card. Is that joke? That's fair. That, that's that fair. didn't that's work. Fair. That did not work at all. That little sense there. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, whatever I'll, I'll we're writing it out um i think i agree i think i agree largely with your numbers although i gotta say i i would just jack yukari up for modern twitter cancel because she is fundamentally rich like someone would be like uh, yeah. oh her dad is the owner of japanese mcdonald's her dad is the colonel but from people, kfc but people love luna huh like i people love luna people love luna what yeah I'm Steelers, remember? Oh, that's right. Sorry, the group Luna. I thought you, I thought you were yeah, talking about the. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were talking about the VTuber. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Luna. Yeah, Luna. Yeah, orbits. Yeah, yeah. No, people love Luna, oh, and they sick. do also sell weapons to the Korean military. They literally sell weapons. Um, which is fucking sick, honestly. That's badass. That's good work if you can get it. Um, shout out Luna. Well, they can mean Black Lagoon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Luna. The only thing, Black Laguna. <laughs> Black, Black <gasps> Galuna. Oh, there we go. Say this one's the orbits. Woo. That's right. Let's get those orbits trending. Um, <laughs> for, for the other characters? I think that mom would... Mm. Um, I think that mom would get obliterated on Tumblr um, for problematic age gap. And mom would get uh, obliterated on Twitter for problematic age gap. I think some things have never changed. But she doesn't... Oh, because the but that's the girl's that's victim. No, it's still her fault. I guess it's, no, it's things, her fault. It's so, her fault, dude. Some things do never change. It's, it's completely her fault. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> it's the adult's responsibility to uh, not have don't have large boobs. It's her fault. That sounds like a wonder egg line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm not gonna get a wonder egg klaxon for this show, just for the record. No, no, we're not. We shouldn't. The wonder egg klaxon is gonna be a really ripplingly wet fart. It's gonna make our listeners gag. 
We, we, we can just censor out the Akanitasu Shoujo opening instead. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, for the, the sub three, um, I don't sub know. Three, um, I, I think guess... that K is abusive or something. Probably K is, K is Yandere. Yes. K is, K is yeah. epic Yandere, so she's going to get blowed up on Tumblr. I don't think it would matter on Twitter that much. Um, I think, once again, it's I's fault for having large boobs. Um, so she's going to get yeah. pretty bad ratings on both. The thing is, I, I think, though, if I can imagine a world where there's people like with I user picks who are just like, like the My Melody user pick equivalents. Smart. That is a smart move. I feel yeah, I, th I feel like I Yuzu is the most like Genshin teen projectable pairing you can have. Because like one of them's like funny and epic and one of them is like really nice and normal. Ooh, you know, that, that's that's real shit right there. That's dangerous. The Genshin teens are learning. The the, the like the, the the Japanese samurai trio seem actually quite cool. I think I think the Genshin teens might have a chance. Okay, okay. I think the kids um, are alright. I think the kids are alright. Maybe they, they've they've they, until they go and crying to Forbes again. Yeah. Um, Fumi. Mm, Fumi does say some dodgy shit. Fumi has some Fumi... crazy lines in this in this show. But they would probably slide under the radar again. I think. I think so too. Yeah. I think for I think both so generations too. they would slide under the radar. I, yeah, I think Fumi's completely safe. Fumi, Fumi yeah. is the Fumi is the the queen of high irony. I think she's gonna be just fine. Yeah. I think Fumi would get a lot of um, well-meaning concern trolling, but she would not get cancelled, <laughs> and she would respond with a plum. That's what I think. Very fair. All right. Um, Last little question here, and this is something that I wanted to talk about, and I actually forgot to. So, huge thank you to Antimony oh, yeah? for this question, which is more of a comment. And in practice, mm -hmm. thank you so much for reminding me. I wanted to talk about the Yuyushiki puppet oh, no. theory from 4chan. Oh, no. We had to. We literally have to. I, we have to I was, I it. was, there was a time I could have segued into it, and I was like, I'm going to move this on immediately, so we don't have to do this, but fine. If the viewers want it, No, no, please. we have to discuss the puppet theory. Okay. For the uninitiated, there is an eye catch in episode three where Yui is holding um, hand puppets of Yuzuko and Jukari on her hands. Um, at the time on 4chan, there was a, um, a bit, a meme, a thought, uh, whatever you want to call it, of um, reading that as like borderline literal to the uh reality of the show insofar as yui is severely autistic and only talks to her funny puppets which are not real people they're not even real friends they're just like funny puppets on her hands that's why everyone that's why everyone treats them weirdly because there's that whole bit in episode three where um she's like i don't think that i like you guys very much and then they're like what and in reality this is yui not recognizing that she doesn't need puppets to talk to people there's a lot of I think that you can apply it to a funny amount of the show, and I think it's equally mm. funny that it is instantly, um, like, disproven in the same episode when uh, Yuzuko and I are independently, without Yui there, talking at the bookstore in the same episode, which is very funny. Yeah. I don't know how much you want to say about this. It sounds like you do not want to talk about this because this is stupid. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm fine talking about it. I, I think it's like... <sighs> I think the problem is that I I was not an A user, but you know I was on anime boards mm -hmm. in the in, when the show was airing, and like I think it was just you know when when nerds have a joke that they think is really funny. Oh yeah, they take it. Oh yeah, really, really far. Yeah, that was that was kind of. I think that this is that. This is that. Like I I think it's like 
I, I do think I did have it in mind when I was rewatching. And I was like, you know what? I can see why people thought this. And there is a not amount of credence. Obviously, it's completely incorrect. But like, I, there is enough that you could twist into that interpretation. I think, yeah, I think that there's enough there that it's funny how it works some of the time. Um, yeah. I think one of the things, there's a couple of key points that always stick on me as being especially funny in this theory. One mm. of them being that, um, well, you see, Yui has blonde hair, which is a normal hair color, and her friends have pink and purple. <laughs> that's crazy anime girl hair color. And it's like, that's such a westernized perspective where, like, like Yui's blonde hair is equally an insane anime girl hair color in Japan. Like, that's not, like... That doesn't parse at all. It's interesting how Fumi and Kei just have completely normal hair. Is it because... No, totally. I has, like, that lighter chestnut going on. Yeah, which is, like... That is, like, a fairly popular, like, dyed hair color in Japan. It's there. It's, like, like yeah, ash there. brown. But, like, yeah, like, those two having entirely normal hair colors, is it because, like, the author was like, you know what, I don't like green and I don't like red, so they're just gonna have normal person hair colors instead? Yeah, I read that as also, like, you know, homage to a normal slice of life show. I think that that makes sense. Yeah. I think the other funny part about this is, like, this is this is definitely the kind of thing that gets cooked up. I think there's two huge factors that go into this theory. And one is that mm-hmm. people were projecting their own autistic selves onto Yui, which I love and respect. And I think that you guys What is are about characters heckin- called Yui? Yeah, it's crazy. Every single Yui is autistic. It had to wait until Yuri Yuri came out, and Nomori said, nah, Yui's are studs. Yui's are hard, cold studs, and I'm going to prove it to you. And she wrote the hard, hardest, coldest stud of all time. Stone cold Austin, Yui. Um, actually, I actually like Yui and Kyoko. I, That's not the bit of Yuri Yuri. I, I like those two, so I'm not even going to complain. I love Yuri Yuri. Mm. Yuri Yuri is great. I, I think Yui is awesome. You know what well. I will say? I will say... Yushiki is better at both I'm not saying it's a better show but it is better at both being Yuru and at being Yuri uh, yeah I think Those so are. actually that's not a bad way of thinking of it interesting interesting. they gotta, they gotta, they gotta change titles because Yuri Yuri Loki gets kind of serious at some parts it does doesn't it it kind of gets kind of serious somewhere oh boy and then the other major factor that I think goes into this theory is that this is 2013 this is on 4chan on A this is in the wake of Madoka. So people want stuff to turn oh. edgy. Like that's, I think, that's the real cute. reason that this comes up a lot is because this was right after Madoka. Everybody, like this, the example post that gets passed around and the one that Antimony sent me, um, mm-hmm. the ending paragraph here, or the ending sentence here, is this all speculation? Pretty much. But I'd like to see this happen, with the last few episodes revealing Yui's mental trauma. A nice plot twist for those bored of the generic moe genre. That is the most- Oh, I'm gonna- ch- I'm gonna reach the bus and choke this person. That is the most <laughs> post-Madoka shit you could possibly think of, right? Like, it's so- uh, I, can't, I can't believe they, they would make the moe show but fucks up. Yo, yo, if this person's looking for that, they would have loved, like, half the anime that came out between 2014 and 2016. Yeah, they should have paid more attention. <laughs> Good God. Oh my God. That's like... Ugh. I don't know. I... I... When actually, I'm curious. When, when, was, when was MLP really blown up? Uh, would have been around the same time. When it was like 2011 same or something. Same time, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Why, why do you ask about MLP? Oh, well, no, just A, because uh, crazy fan theories and B, tulpas. Uh, oh, ho, 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 ho. No, this actually doesn't have to do with tulpas. Wait, does is, is, does the word tulpa appear here? No, I don't know. No, it doesn't. I, no, it's it's just it's just an same sort of thing though, kind of ish. 
Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, huh? No, I feel I feel like by this time you hadn't quite gotten into the heated like new, like molten hot core of the MLP psychosis. Yeah, like it did true. kick off really early and really hard, but I feel like you didn't have tulpas until like twenty fourteen. Maybe this is just me as an that outsider. Makes sense. I don't know. No, I th- that's what I think. I though. think you're right because because I was also an outsider and like I remember MLP was like reaching its like critical mass around the time I was coming into uni, which should have been 2013. Yeah, that would have been it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I actually watched season one of MLP as it was airing, and it was a fun enough show for a children's horse show. Um, yeah, I that was a I, I will allow it to be Western Aikatsu. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was it was it was low key some Western slice of life um, girls' sports anime. Um, <laughs> um, the other funny thing that's noted here as one of the evidence uh, is that because there were only two computers, because there were never three people, just Yui and occasionally Akasan. It's like no, Akasan has the third computer at home, dude. It was a scam so she could get a free computer. There's three chairs. There's three desks. There's two computers because she took one for her house. Simple shit. Here's the question though: mm-hmm. do, do we ever see, I say, do we ever see Yukari interacting with someone independently? No, we do. We see her talking to Fumi directly. Yeah, yeah. I think that there's another funny thing that I like um, later on, which you can honestly read either as proof for or against the theory. When mm-hmm. um, I think Yui and Yuzuko are talking, and Yuzuko is like, "Oh, you were texting K? It's funny seeing who texts who." And they're like, "Yeah." Um, Yuzuko texts, uh, I, Yui texts K, and Yukari texts Fumi. And I think it would be yeah. really funny to read that as, like, Yui's three different head alters texting the three other friends she has, yeah. uh, independently of each other. I think that's, that's a funny reading to have. <laughs> that's a slow reading. I think that's cute. I, I noticed that later on as I was thinking about the puppet stuff. Um, anyways, puppet theory, you know, I think for better or for worse, kind of a, it, it's part of the culture surrounding Yushiki now. Happy to go over it, happy to discuss it. Thank you, Antimony, so much for reminding me, because I did forget to bring it up during the show. Um, Thank you, Antimony. We were so nearly in the clear. We were nearly there. <laughs> Not going to let you escape. Um, <laughs> all right, that does it for questions. Um, thank you to all the listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you for supporting us. Thank yeah, you for thank you so much. They're really, for the... they're really fun. Yeah, it's. It, I'm glad I did that on a whim during the smoke break and the chaos session because it ended up getting some of the most fire shit. And I'm gonna definitely gonna be a recurring feature moving forward. So we're, we're gonna be recording every other Tuesday. So prep your questions, mm-hmm. and I'll drop the thing on the podcast Twitter and hit us up every time. Okay, much appreciated Easy. as always. So I guess closing thoughts for, for final closing thoughts. On, All right, on you, Shiki. I'm going to go first here. Please do. Because uh, I think we've both said more than our piece on um, Yushiki. But For sure. um, the one last little bit, the one little thesis of the show that I think to me ties into the anti-humor theory is about this idea of Yui being sort of like... She has that repression. She's sort of cringing odd stuff. And she's being pulled in two directions between Yuzuko and Yukari. Yuzuko, you have, like, the goofing off, the immaturity, um, and Yukari, you have the sincerity and, um, emotional groundedness, and I think that over the time, there's, like, a match cut between episode 1 and episode 12, where Yui is like, um, oh, these guys again in my class again, it's gonna be a hassle, and then at the last episode at the end, she's like, you know, it was a hassle, but it was kind of fun, and I think that ultimately... This show is literally about accepting that fun things are fun and that it's okay. That is my hot 
That is my hot take, is that this show is about accepting that fun things are simply fun. You know what? That's a very good point, Ishiki. So I'm I'm gonna go and uh, watch another show instead. I'm I you know I'm thinking I'm thinking right now that gourmet girl graffiti looks pretty good. Um, <laughs> actually, that show's pretty good. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I've said my point. I I think as a slice of life show, this is terrible because it is not a slice of life. It's it has all the intricacies and interests of human beings' life and like the like minor tensions between people just entirely extracted it has nothing it, like it is purely just three friends goofing off and the problem is i i have two friends who i have a um mo- uh, anime slash movie evening with every sunday and we say funny shit to each other and i don't know why i just won't go hang out with them instead of watching this show for 300 minutes um i think as a comedy maybe it's funny not for me um but boy, as a slice of life show, um, I've got to admit, this show, um, it had a pretty slow end. But maybe next week, we'll watch oh. something with a slow start. That's right. Oh, what a time. Uh, also, oh also final gosh. score is 3 out of 10. <laughs> 3 what out of 10. Final score for my final score is a 9 out of 10, out of 10 and I'm dead fucking serious Fair. about it. That's fine. If you, oh, I give the OVA a four. If you're curious about Yushiki, check out the first episode or two. If you think it's if you think it's funny like I do, you will like the show. And if you think that your teeth are being pulled out by a fucking pair of pliers like Ranka, then just don't watch the rest of it. I won't even be mad at you on Twitter unless you come into my comments. Um, yeah. See, I, I'm very polite about Yushiki. I'm very. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna yuck anyone's yums. Wow. Okay. Appreciate it. Wow. You're not gonna you anyone's use. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, that's our final scores for you, Yushiki. And our next episode yep. is going to be covering a show that neither of us have seen at all. Um, yep. but that Not one bit. relatively popular. Um, slow start mm-hmm. is our next. Um, it's our next Kirara joint. So yeah, excited for it. Yeah. When you hear this, you got two weeks to watch Slow Start. Um. So do we. Actually, we have two weeks to watch Slow Start exactly from today. Um, Don't we have like four four days to watch Slow Start after we post the episode? Oh, that's right. Oh no, I have to watch all of it. Oh, I've, I haven't I haven't already been seeing it. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> um, oh. We're gonna have to have a fast. We're gonna have to end this quickly. We have to have a quick ending to this episode. We can go watch Slow Start right now. Oh my god. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, this has been episode two of Fun Thing. Our Fun Things Fun. I fucked it up again. Fuck. <laughs> Episode two of, of um, Our Fun Things Fun. I've been Mallory. I've been Ranker. Mal, has the fun thing been fun? For me, certainly. Absolutely. No. And if you haven't learned to accept that yet, that's, that's fine by me. That's completely fine. All right. I, I did not have fun. Goodbye. <sighs> Goodbye. Take care. That's a wrap. This has been episode two of Our Fun Things Fun. The intro music, as always, was Fua Fua Time by Hokago Tea Time, as covered by Mallory Scott. For this episode, our interstitial music was all taken from the Yushiki official soundtrack, featuring the following songs in order of use. Track number six, Good Grief. Track number 16, Fresh. And you're listening right now to track number three, Teki Paki, bracket, Yui's theme. All songs on the soundtrack are composed by Sakai Asuka. Uh, Thank you very much for listening, and have a great one.